again, and welcome to Open House Party Uncut. These are our raw, uncut, unedited interviews from Open House Party, and we're having a lot of fun expanding beyond musical artists. Now we're doing actors and actresses, and it's so much fun. And of course, we love taking your questions uh, on social at Open House Party or at Canon Radio. And today, from I Carly, who didn't grow up watching that show? My daughter like dragged me into watching it. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. Seven hours later, I've watched like four seasons and got hooked. And now, of course, the new iCarly, uh, the old one was on Nickelodeon. The new iCarly is on Paramount Plus. So we're going to talk to him about that. He's in it. Uh, he's acting. He's directing. He's producing. And he's got a dad podcast. So we have the dad thing in common. We're going to have fun today with Nathan Kress. Go ahead, smash that subscribe button. That's how you can become uh, entered to win one of our virtual meet and greets that we do. So you can get a virtual meet and greet with your favorite artist on Zoom to win that. All you got to do is be subscribed to the channel. So click subscribe. I'm Cannon, and this is Nathan Kress. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. How are you? I'm having just the most epic hardware failures today. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> when we first got on, I looked like this. And he doesn't have a mustache in real life, by the way. No. <laughs> like that's that a filter. Looked, but we couldn't find where it is. It's kind of buried. Hello there. I also have a skull patch. I think none of these be, are. I think it looks hot. I'll do the whole interview just like this. Great. You look very um European. I need a new name though. Can you give me a name? Francois, obviously. <laughs> Where's my beret? <laughs> <laughs> Now, we've been talking about me. This is your interview. So why, uh, what kind of issues have you been having? I turned my laptop on and got the blue screen of death. No, that's even worse. That's yeah. worse than this. Yeah, just general hardware failure. So what that's did you do? Cool. How'd you get it to work? Just had to restart it. It was it was like a blue screen hardware, fa- hardware failure must restart uh, thing. And luckily, my first thing was a phoner. So uh, was able to just let it be restarting while I had that going in the background. But then on the phoner, I could, I don't know whether it was me or her, but I could only hear like every third word coming out of her mouth. So I'm hoping I even answered the questions that she was asking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out when it comes out in the press. Okay. Hey, tell I, me about iCarly. And you're like, well, I drive a red car. And it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a lease. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you realize this has all been part of the interview. That's I how we love roll. it. I want people to know what a piece of doo-doo my laptop is. <laughs> and I want people to know how sexy I look as Francois. That's right. Oh, I dig it. So, uh, yeah, how is iCarly then, my friend? You know, iCarly's good, DJ Cannon. Yeah. Uh, I am very thrilled. Now Now that it's after the fact, we can talk about it. iCarly is now, the new iCarly is now an award-winning show. Yeah. Uh, we we get to put that in the title. Now I feel like it should be every trailer now should be a very moody, cinematic, big score trailer. And then it's like Kids Choice Award winning production. Hi, <laughs> Carly. Because the kids are what matters. The kids are the ones watching. And if they choose I Carly over, you know, everything else over the Cobra Kai even, yeah. over the WandaVision, over the Loki, yeah. you got to be doing something right. So I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it. You say it's the kids that are watching, and I have a kid, and she loves iCarly, but I'm not going to lie. So do I. <laughs> I really do. The, 
That's the thing. That's that's the dream. And that was kind of what we set out to do in the original show was watch a show that parents could sit down and watch with their kids and not want to die. Yeah. Um, when when they did it. it. Yeah. So like, I don't know, one, one of my proudest moments back in the day, I, I went to a, a fundraiser thing and Steve Carell was there and he came up to me and said, you know, I just want you to know. When my kids go to school, I just sit down and watch iCarly by myself. <laughs> yes. If that's not the biggest vote of confidence from one of the funniest people on the planet, I don't know what is. So uh, the fact that parents like to sit down and watch it too is is kind of a dream come true. And and now I guess you know I, I misspoke. It's not the new show. It's not really for the kids, but uh, but it's for the people who were kids. Back yeah. in the day, who grew up with us all those many, many moons ago, and who now get to uh, enjoy what it's like to kind of see a fan fiction in action, yeah, um, and 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 get to reimagine what these characters look like as full blown adults dealing with full blown adult problems. You don't really get to see that every day, and I think that that's one of the really cool things that we really tried to do with iCarly was keep it authentic you know, to the old feel and vibe and shenanigans and hijinks of the old show, but frame it in these new situations that you'd never be able to see these characters do on Nickelodeon. Right. And you're the producer and the director. Is there a little more pressure that comes along with being uh, an actor and a director? Do you feel like you have to set an example a little bit more than everyone else? Is it? Kind of, well, everyone already kind of makes me sort of the dad on set anyway. So that part of it hasn't really changed that much. But yeah, the, the biggest struggle really with directing and acting and then now in this season producing all in one episode is just the mental gymnastics of going from your in front of the camera mentality to your behind the camera mentality. Right. When you're in front of the camera, really all you're focusing on is what I'm saying and what the person who's talking to me is saying. When you're directing, you're thinking about what everyone in the scene is saying and doing, what the camera people are doing, what the lights look like, if the props look good or not, if that line is working or if it's not working or needs to change, or if that performance needs to change. There are a million things floating around in your head and disconnecting that part of your brain in order to just do the scene and not worry about that stuff is a, a mental thing that took a lot of practice to get used to. And I'm still frankly working on, um, but it definitely has pushed me to be more aware as an actor and more aware as a director, because you're forced to have multiple mindsets at once. Yeah. It must be, it's gotta be a challenge going back and forth. Um, you mentioned uh, being a dad earlier. We were talking about um, the show and adults being into it. Being a dad is fun. Um, oh, yeah. You like being a dad. You've got a dad podcast, don't you? I do, yeah. Radioactive Dads. Um, I do it with my friend uh, and fellow dad and actor, Brett Davern. Um, he was on the MTV show Awkward. Uh, so we were kind of running in that same circle around the same years back in the day. And, and we started up this thing when we realized every time we got together, we were just sitting down talking about dad stuff and just shooting the breeze and commiserating on various dad topics. And then we realized, you know, there's not that many new dads out there that have a podcast that's kind of for them. And especially ones that might be new dads who also know who we are and have people who were on their screens when they were kids. And now we're all going through the same dad issues now in this 
next phase of life. So we realized we should just take these conversations that we're having and stick a microphone in between us and, and let people in on it. So it's very organic. It's very tangential. We start talking about dad stuff and then we'll usually just talk about whatever we want to talk about, but it, it kind of has just become sort of a weekly therapy session for me, just getting to talk with another dad because guys don't talk very much. Nope. I feel like moms have a lot of places they can go for mom blogs and mom podcasts. And I don't know what it is for dads. Maybe we feel like we have to be macho and feel like we're supposed to know it all and be the provider. We're afraid to, you know, look weak, but we need help too. We need guidance. We need a community of people who are also going through the same things because dads have their, their, you know, their own unique set of challenges. Exactly. Um, I, I think at this point, we've just been sort of conditioned to bottle up or ignore feelings that come up as a result of the challenges that we're going through, because for some reason, feelings are kind of demonized in male circles where you're supposed to, like you said, you're just supposed to be tough and just deal with it, suck it up, get it done. And, you know, frankly, like that's one of the things that I appreciate in certain situations about myself is the ability to just knuckle down and get stuff done and compartmentalize. Like, I feel like that's part of one of the blessings of the male brain at times is being able to put the dad stuff in a box and then put it away and then go to work. You know, whereas, and I talk with my wife about this all the time, just appreciating the differences between how our brains function, you know, that you can turn off switches in a dad brain, you can completely go somewhere else. But for, for moms, for women, it's so much harder because it's just this sort of cloud. Everything relates to everything else. There's this nebulous kind of hive mind of all these feelings connecting with other things. And I don't know how their brains do it. It's amazing to me. You are so right. Yeah. So right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's fun. It's fun to, it's fun as long as you know that that's supposed to happen, that our brains just work in different ways and that that's beneficial because we can work together and do different things in different ways because not everything can be handled in the same way. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's nice when you know, because if you're just under the impression that they're supposed to operate in the same way as you, that's when conflict happens. Yes. <laughs> So uh, as long as that's part of the awareness, it can be a a benefit rather than a challenge. Give me an example of like a a topic, like one of the first topics you covered on the podcast, like as far as things dads need to talk about. Uh, Literally, the first thing that we started was they they hit record before I even knew, but my wife was calling me about the nuances of propane tank size. (laughs) So, uh, So it was that we're talking, you know, we talk about and we've had guests on covering DIY. Um the intricacies of diaper changes, uh, different uh, strategies on, on uh, wiping and poop compartmentalization, um, our bizarre hygiene habits, like the fact that Brett really likes warm shower water to wash out his mouth after brushing his teeth, which is, just, <laughs> which is absolutely, it's vile to me. I don't know how people, ugh, just thinking because about it. brushing your teeth in the shower is, is, is amazing. Like, you're, oh no, you're right you're there. One of him. <sighs> it's the perfect place for it. You know, when you spit, it's going to get everywhere. It goes right down the drain. The water's right there. You don't have to turn it on and put your fa- your face under the sink. All you got to do is lift up your, your mouth to the sky and you the, can rinse off your teeth. And the warm water makes it feel more clean. 
Here's the thing. This is why you can never be a guest on the show because you will just agree with everything that Brett says. And then I'm going to be outnumbered. (laughs) I feel like you guys would agree on almost everything. Um, I, I'm, I, I can't, I can't get on board with it, but I guess I understand where you're coming from. The other, we, most of the episodes are us fighting about something like he thinks that star star Wars sucks and that star Trek is better. I completely wholeheartedly disagree. It's a lot of just um, topics that will will continually clash on. And if you say that Star Trek is better, I'm getting off this call. But no, I know that's one. Oh, okay. No, I Great. don't know how you could think that Star Trek is better. To be honest. Great. With you. All right, you're back in. You can be a guest on the show. <laughs> we need to have you as a very important collaborative voice to to talk about these very important data. Tell me, just before we move on a little bit, tell me what is the proper way to, to wipe when changing a diaper? I don't know if I'm getting it wrong. So what? it's not so much that there's a wrong way. It's just that the secret is that you take the diaper itself. So for one, especially if you got boys, and I don't have to deal with this because I've got two girls. Yeah, I've you got a girl as well. So for boys, it's tough because as soon as you take the diaper off, apparently they pee all over the place. Oh, that's um, fun. But sometimes girls do that too, but at least it doesn't go everywhere. It's just, you know, it's it's localized. <laughs> but the big thing is you take a clean diaper, put it under the dirty one so that they're laying on something clean. Then you take the dirty diaper, the front of it, because there's normally not stuff there. You use that as the first big you get the bulk of the the big mess blobs out. the yeah. big blobs yeah and then after that you're just doing cleanup work with the wipes <laughs> so most people don't think you know you can use a dirty diaper to you know actually make it cleaner uh but that's one of those little hacks that'll save you at least three wipes per change so economically you are just like you're cashing in you're saving you're saving multiple pennies per wipe so you know, it's it's not just uh, the the mental burden being relieved. You're also just paying yourself at that point. Have you ever taken one off and it smelled so bad that you nearly vomited? And I'm like, what are you eating? Yeah. Right. Um, I question my choices as a parent with what I'm putting in my child's body sometimes when, <laughs> when that happens. The key really, it's... It's um you wouldn't think to do it because it seems wrong. The key is just breathe through your mouth at that point. Yeah. Just submit because you don't... I know, I know. I I have that face too when you I do it. Don't want because, that stuff in your mouth, even no, the particles. No, not even because you know it's aerosolized at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, but it's important because that's not as bad as barfing on your child. Yeah, I agree so, with that. You know, you just gotta you gotta take take your hits where you where you have to. That's Although part of that. Barfed on me a few times. Maybe that's just payback, Nathan. That's true. You know. <laughs> That's that is fair. I've been barfed on who knows how many times. So, yeah, they deserve at least a couple. Well, we've learned a lot today. I want to move on to uh, the way we wrap up interviews, which is five random ask questions. How do you feel about that? I love those. Bring it on. (laughs) Five random ask questions with Nathan Kress. Here we go. Pineapple on pizza. Is that a, a good thing or a bad thing? I'm cool with it. I really am. It just it just depends. I don't usually love a Hawaiian. What I do is pineapple, pepperoni, and jalapeno. Mm. Those three, you get the sweet, you get the really savory, but then you get that spicy punch too. It's very uh, well-rounded as pizza. Yeah, it's a nice contrast. I like that. Yeah. 
I recommend. The last song you turned up really loud. It's my ultimate summer chill out song. So it was like 95 degrees the last few days. So we, I put my beach playlist on and it's a song called My Wave by Denim, D-E-N-M. And it is just such a chill. You cannot help but just absolutely melt into whatever seat you're in in a very jammy, awesome way. It's such a great song. Well, I know the next song I'm listening to. Right on. When's the last time you had a good cry? A good cry? Probably right after, well, so it's been a little bit, um, right after our second daughter was born about a year ago. There's, I have, I wasn't a huge crier before having children, but it's amazing how emotionally available you suddenly become. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I like, I, I burst into tears absolutely uncontrollably after my first daughter was born. So I've tamped down a little bit, but I think my last good cry was just putting, putting her down for bed right after she was born. And it wasn't a bad cry. It was, it was just a, like, I love you so much. I love you so much. (laughs) You're just the most precious little thing. (laughs) And, you know, I had the, I had the song on and it was just, it was just one of those just, Oh, Oh, it was, I, I love a good cry when it's for a good reason. Those are just the absolute best. What would you do if you weren't acting? Probably something in sales. What I've learned is every time I uh, go help a friend look at a house or uh, I go to a car dealership, you know, looking for a new car, most of the time the agent, the salesperson or something will say, do you sell cars? Do you, are you, are you a real, are you his agent? Are you his real estate agent? Like, I think the way that I talk and the way that I explain things and lay out the, the features and the, the perks and the amenities of, of a certain thing, um, are apparently very convincing. Wow. So, um, I, I didn't realize that I was doing it until salespeople would ask me if I was a salesperson. Wow. Um, yeah, so some some kind of brokerage or sales or something, I feel like would probably be the place that I would naturally find myself. You're gonna need a suit, and you're gonna need a little a little facial uh, hair like this to get the job done. That's all. I'm that's saying. right. No one no one is gonna be closing any deals without at least a soul patch. That's like in the book. What do we need to do to get you in this car today? <laughs> <laughs> well, iCarly is on. Paramount Plus and uh, Radioactive Dad is on it. Like everything that's on Apple and all the podcast platforms. Anywhere you get your podcast and live on Adobe Radio uh, every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, man, I mean this. You've been a lot of fun today. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to having you on our dad podcast at some point. Yes, Hello, father. Do. I would love send me the invitation. I would love to be on. You're in. We would love to have you. All right. Appreciate you, Nathan. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Take care. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.